We're alive. Oh, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> okay, do a chat up. Pop up chat. Close that down. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Howdy, howdy, howdy. My chat's over here. Hey, Heather. Hey, Heather. How you doing, hon? Hello, Andy. What's up, Andy? Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Boy, these chats are so out of sync. I know. There we go. We're doing all right. I think so. What do you think? Are you doing all right, Order? Uh, I'll let you know in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy's supposed to be on this way for me for with a 12-pack. Okay. <laughs> yes, I did. Do you notice that whoever's first in the room every day, nobody's noticed yet. But Because well, you only did it. For three days now. Hey, Crystal. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, hon. Anytime. Well, anytime Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Crystal. Um, hey, Freaky. Hey, Freaky. So, Andy, whoever comes in the room first, I've been pinning their... First uh, message on the top. Yeah, first message on the top. I think Monday, Pammy was first, but you've been first ever since. <laughs> Don't tell him that. He'll sit in there overnight. Hi, Pammy. Hi, Pammy. No problem, hon. No problem. Yeah, no, not at all. Be safe and have a good day. Exactly. Exactly. What's going on Thursday morning here? <laughs> Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening everywhere else. Yeah, I felt bad I couldn't be in the show yesterday. I know. I hate it when you, yeah, you didn't give me the look, so I didn't say my closing closing thing. <laughs> 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 Andy, Andy, Andy. Naughty, naughty. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought Freaky came in. I did too. I could just floor somebody waved hi at Freaky. I didn't see no Freaky. Everybody yell really loud. Hey, Freaky. <laughs> Why not? It worked for nubs. Right, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Heather said hi, Freaky. Heather playing mind tricks with us. That's right. She's she's like <laughs> she's like, you know, let's see how many names I can get them to say hi to. <laughs> hey, cookies! How are you doing, cookies? <laughs> oh, 
All right. All right, Perry. Just be safe. <laughs> yeah, Anthony. Don't you start. I think you already did. I know. Nicole's just going to kill us all. <laughs> we will all choke to death on cookies. I <laughs> I was like, it might have been from last time, but I saw Freaky, damn it. Pammy's <laughs> posting memes of cookies. <laughs> if dogs if the dogs could only see the screen, they'd be like, ah <laughs> Cookies on the screen, cookies. <laughs> oh, my back today. I'm telling you. He's, well, that's true. Yes, but that's okay for you torturing Andy. <laughs> um, you ain't got your speakers on. Yes, I do. Well, the it hasn't come up yet. Yeah, it did. I just watched it. Well, I don't know. Oh, what the? Fuck? Now that time it worked. I don't know why it didn't work the first time. I will get revenge for her not waiting until I was watching to see Nicole's face. I know. Is she unpa- yeah, you missed it yesterday. Oh, they were going back and forth because Andy sent Nicole some stuff in a box. Well, Andy had um, people over, so Nicole didn't wait. Oh, you're the best. Um, he Nicole had, didn't wait until Andy got back to open the box. He wanted to see her face. Nicole? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You, you, you got one called Moob? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. That would be weird. <laughs> that, that's a man boob. Just, <laughs> just a picture of Eddie playing with his one boob. Yep, I only got one. It's the only one I could find that had moon in it. Oh, your finger slipped. <laughs> Her finger slipped, damn it. Well, N M, they are right next to each other. <laughs> so is the N and B. <laughs> oh, sorry guys, I'm trying to wake up. I woke up at quarter after nine. I'm like, oh, you were just going to let me sleep? I told her I was going to wake her up at 9.45. <laughs> As I'm rushing around to get dressed, brush my hair, to freaking go down and have a cigarette, make coffee. Yeah. Coming from the one where my alarm goes off at 11.30, you know when i got to be to work at midnight. Then she complains it took her 10 minutes to break into the large parcel. Yeah, what well, you had it all taped up, didn't you? Oh, you know what? I forgot to. Oh, and Eddie don't know about. Uh, oh. Our, <laughs> he said, oh. Our special effects. So when I know you're farting. You won't have to do that. They'll be able to hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got right now. But, you know, 
more welded than taped. <laughs> You're good if you can weld cardboard together without it burning. Hey, that's that is pretty cool. <laughs> I get you getting probably away with solder. <laughs> yeah, Andy with the solder and gun, I can see it. <laughs> So on today's show, Daddy's hoping he'll be getting drunk. <laughs> we're talking about self-forgiveness and letting go of the past you and toxic core beliefs. Nine way, nine ways to transmute them. So it's going to be a good show, and I hope it helps some people out. I'm going to tape Andy. Oh, I don't want to know. Special welding rugs and flux. I won't go into details. This is just making stream out here. Exactly. I, that's, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. As always, if you're listening over on the podcast portion of this, thank you so much for listening Be and your warm. support. <laughs> yeah. And your support. And as always, I invite you to come on over to the live shows and jump into the conversation. As always, don't forget to, as I roll the credits, get on over to DLive, hype up that chat. Hey, Doris. How are you? Um, Hype up the chat for the chest opening. Let me get that out of there. So, yeah, should be a good show today. Whoops, not when I do that. Stop pressing buttons, Missy. Right. How are you? <laughs> That's okay, Andy. I know, we know. Hey, good Doris. To hear, good to hear that you're doing well. I like hearing that. I like it. I like it a lot. So, yeah. Today, talking about how to forgive yourself. That's hard to do. It's hard to do. And it's the thing, one of the little things that we forget to do for ourselves. You know, we forget to forgive ourselves for, you know, our past mistakes. And, you know... It's just one of those things. Sorry, I'm trying to get everything situated <laughs> so I can see everything. See, she bleed even though she's in the room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I'm getting used to one screen again. Why? What happened to your other screen? My other screen hasn't been working for a while now. Well, this is nice to know. Yeah. I got to figure out what's going on. I don't know what's going on with it. but So, you know. Thank God I got the bigger screen is working so I can put everything. I'm trying to fit everything on there. Yeah, what's I spoiled stuff? myself getting used to two monitors, you know. I know. He's forgiving of myself, especially if I have gone against my core values to give someone else another chance. Did it once, got bitten again. Got bitten. Got bitten again. again. And learned and my lesson. Was. It's not the forgiving myself. It's the regretting doing things and in hindsight. Make uh, it's sorry, it scrolled up on me. <laughs> it's not the forgiving myself, it's the regretting doing things, and in hindsight, made a not so good decision. Yeah, yeah, 
But at the time, it seems like you're making a good decision. Right. And I, I hopefully this article will help you pull it, put it into perspective um, as, as far as forgiving yourself. When it comes to shame, shame is like the cancer of the psyche, right? It eats away at us slowly, painting everything we experience with a dark glow of self-loathing. And it all stems from lack of self-forgiveness. Have you ever said, done, or thought something truly horrible? Have you ever betrayed someone you loved, overstepped a boundary that you thought you'd never cross, or intentionally inflicted harm upon yourself or another? If you're human, I guarantee that you could almost say yes to every one of those. But don't worry, because you're not alone. We've all been there, right? We've all been in different degrees, maybe, but we've all done it. You're not a monster. You're just flawed and a wounded human, a wounded human being, which we all are. That's all. Well, I'm not here, you know, of course, to excuse anything. Self-responsibility is very crucial. I'm here to be the voice of compassion. Hating yourself won't make anything better. It's time for some self-forgiveness. So what is self-forgiveness? So self-forgiveness is the practice of forgiving yourself of past wrongdoings. It involves changing your perception on yourself and what happened through the eyes of self-compassion and self-understanding. By understanding the deep, deeper mechanisms of why you did what you did and holding yourself in the embrace of self-love, you can let go, move on, and feel that freedom again. Some examples that make us feel guilty and shame is maybe bullying somebody, getting an abortion, cheating on your partner, stealing, physically hurting a loved one, gossiping or spreading rumors, destroying others' properties. While we can sometimes feel haunted by thought or intention we secretly carried once or many times, generally we feel most deeply impacted by what we've done. And of course, there are more extreme cases, but we won't get into them. And, and this isn't like giving you a get out of jail free card. It's just simply focusing on the other side of the journey, the self-forgiveness. It's vital to have certain level of guilt, shame, slash shame, after hurting ourselves or someone else. Without guilt, we would be sociopaths. We'd be sociopaths. And very well said, Andy. And he says inside every man lives two wolves, love and hate. The one which defines you is the one you feed the most. Exactly. Yeah. And you can imagine what society would do would be like if no one felt bad for what they've done. We'd be living in a nonstop apocalypse. But guilt and shame become toxic when they become they come festering within us. When we can't let go of what we've done or move on, picture a stagnant pool of water. That's what a lack of self-forgiveness feels like. There's no growth. No hey, growth. Red. Hey, Red. How you doing? Thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate it. Um, there's no movement, no freshness, no life inside. Only the same old rancid sludge and self-hating thoughts. In fact, 
when we carry toxic guilt and shame, we tend to create a negative and unrealistic image of ourselves in our minds. Such dark images sadly tend to create self-fulfilling prophecies or negative feedback loops. We've talked about that, the vibration. In other words, if we carry the negative core belief that we're a cheating scumbag who doesn't have an ounce of loyalty within us, we may perpetuate that same behavior in our next relationship. So let's talk about the benefits of self-forgiving. To prevent the same old mistakes from happening, learning how to forgive ourselves is very crucial. In other words, self-forgiveness gives us a new lesson on life. It frees us to grow, change, and transform in positive ways. Sometimes it inspires us to help others in similar circumstances. Oh, that we feel we better soon, Red. Yeah, feel better. Definitely. Sorry. That's okay. No, 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 no. Our thoughts and prayers grow out to you, Red, that the pain will go away. Definitely. Or at the very least, make it tolerable. Excuse me. Yes. I forgave myself for being who I who I am, but not for acting who, or who but, I could be. Thank you. Thank you for Thank the you ice cream. Nicole. Thank you so much. Sometimes it inspires us when we go through this transform into the positive ways. It inspires us to help others in similar circumstances that we once experienced or inflicted. Yes, guilt and shame are important to feel, but only up to a certain point. Thank you for the the follow. Thank you for the follow, Gigi. Hopefully I said that right. I hope so. It's a (laughs) G-I-G-I. Nicole. Um, Yes, like I said, guilt and shame are important to feel, but we only up to a certain point. Us humans tend to hang on to that and not let it go. You know, we need to mourn and regret our behavior, but we also need to make a space to learn from our mistakes and change as a person. (laughs) Andy. That was not my sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's this. We know something happened when that happened. No. (laughs) So here's how um, self-forgiveness helps us. We stop dwelling in and endlessly reliving the past. We begin to live life in the present moment. We have more hope for the future. We develop more self-love and understanding. Yes, Heather, I'm sure. (laughs) We are more readily to forgive each other or to forgive others. We learn from our mistakes and transform as people. We have more energy and motivation for life. We just learn to become better people. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's true. That is true. Eddie's usual sound. Look, 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 look. There you go. Busted. <laughs> can dwell on the past, but can't change it. So no matter it's a matter of looking forward. Exactly. You can't you can't change what happened in the past. So therefore, don't dwell in it. <laughs> so learning how to forgive yourself is a journey that can take anywhere from a day to a lifetime. It's truly unique. It's a unique process to each and every one um, who's doing it. And there's no right or wrong pace at which you should be moving. You set your own pace. You know, do a little at a time. Like I always say, when we talk about shadow work, I always tell you, baby steps. Baby steps. Like you, I'm imperfect. I know. It's hard to believe, but I am. No. Everybody sit still. I can't believe she had just admitted that. (laughs) (laughs) And this is being recorded. Whatever. (laughs) Um, There is no gun to her head. (laughs) (laughs) Well done things that have shamed us to the core, right? But I have no regrets. I have a shadow self. And that's one of the main reasons. Like I told you before, when it comes to like the depression and that, I before I would always push it away and say, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm fine. I'm fine. But yet, by doing that, I was pushing it in. Now, I say, yes, I have been diagnosed with major depression. It's who I am. Can't change it. I have my good days and my bad days. I recognize that it's a part of me. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's true. Yes. What did Andy say up there? Let's see. Learn from what you can from the past and get rid of the rest. Focus on the now and what's to come, but not with a negative mind. Looking back or forward with a negative mind eats away at you. Exactly. Exactly, Andy. My dad used to say, no one's perfect. Everyone is born with a crack in them. That's right. And a hole. (laughs) If one makes a mistake to someone, the best thing is to admit it. Yep. And say, sorry, no excuses. Just sorry. And admit we are all human. All you can do is to make the most of good days and merely try to prepare for the bad ones. Exactly. And now, now, I mean, Eddie's helped me with that because he's <coughs> been like my rock in it, in that situation to where I, he'll look at me and say, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's a bad day. And he gets it. There's no pressuring of answering questions. There's no, it's just having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, you don't have a crack? What do they say? Prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Eh, I don't even prepare for the worst, though. No. (laughs) Eddie does on the other side of the spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Understand. Okay, so here's this is what this person, the one blogging and that. As always, the links will be down in the uh, description. 
She said, here's what I've learned from my own journey in observing helping others on theirs on how to forgive themselves. One, understand that you can't change the past. The past is done, gone, kaput. You can't change or alter it. Therefore, dwelling obsessively over what you could or should have done is a waste of time and energy. Beating yourself up achieving nothing Beating yourself up achieves nothing but more self-hatred. And see, self-hatred is like an arthritis of growth. Do you want to fix what happened? The only way to do that now is to move forward. The only way to let your mistakes teach you and transform you as a person and obsessing over the past simply cannot do that. It's time to let go. <laughs> Number two, reflect on the level of your consciousness then versus now. And this this one actually helped me a lot. So I'm going to say something that will be crucial for you to remember and reflect on. We're all doing the best we can on the level of consciousness we have in the moment. What does that mean exactly? Based on the level of consciousness we have means that throughout life, will have varying degrees of mental, emotional, and spiritual maturity. When you're five years old, for instance, you had a lower level of maturity than 15, 25, and 55. So the you then is not the you now. Just those statements. The you then is not the you now. Your life has changed. You've aged. You've had more experiences. You've learned more, felt more, seen more, and understood more. Even your body has changed. There is not one part of you that hasn't changed except perhaps your soul or true self. So then, how can you keep resenting yourself? Hey, Scoops. Hey, Scoops. You've already changed, so stop resenting yourself. Dedicate some serious time to reflecting on this truth. I rem- she recommends journaling your thoughts and feelings about the statement. We're all doing the best we can based on the level of consciousness we have at the moment. And in the moment, you made a mistake in the past. You had a different level of consciousness then. Perhaps you weren't as aware, awake, or just even cognizant of the consequences Perhaps you're reacting from old wounds. Perhaps your shadow self temporarily temporarily took over. Do some digging, but cut yourself some slack. Number three, see your mistakes as reflections of the shadow self. We all have a dark side, a place within us that we'd prefer not to look. This dark side is usually unconscious and was formed due to experiences in life that taught us that certain parts of us were good and other parts were bad. It is it is this shadow self part that causes us, us to self-sabotage, seethe with jealousy, be blinded by rage, lie to our partners, and hurt our loved ones. Exactly, just lessons we have. What is perhaps most crucial is to remember is that it's just one part of you. It's not the whole you. 
when we struggle to forgive ourselves, we tend to identify solely. And as our shadow selves, we forget all kinds of... Hold on, let me try that again. We tend to identify solely with and as our shadow selves and forget all of our kind, loving, and enduring qualities. It is easier to remember that, right? It's easier to remember our shadow side and not how loving, caring, just a great person we are. Because your shadow side doesn't take much of, uh, of thought or concentration to pay attention to. It, uh, it's a natural human instinct to fall back to the shadow side. It, you don't have to work at it. It's right. there. Right. Remember, whatever you did is not a reflection of your true nature. It's the result of your unexamined shadow erupting to the surface of your life and wreaking havoc. If anything, whatever you've done has gifted you with the blessing of knowing firsthand the importance of shadow work or exploring your shadow. Take it as a wake-up call to start your inward journey of inner transformation. Not as a call to continue demonizing yourself, demonizing yourself. Hi, hey, Freaky, freaky Geek. Geek. There is Freaky Geek. <laughs> I don't know if I can actually forgive myself anything. However, I may choose to drop it with time. But just know that you're a different person now, Andy, than you were back then. You know what I mean? So what box did we escape from today? For the thinking. <laughs> the one we've been trapped in for the t- past 24 hours. Yes. Ourselves. I know. That's, I, I was trying to say that, Andy. <laughs> I did what I did or said what I said in a tiny point in life. Right. Because it was at, was a time of good reply or decision. Exactly. Doesn't mean it's got to live. You you have to live that decision now. I'm a different person with shades of the old every new day. Yeah. As long as I forgive Andy, he has to listen to me and forgive himself. Great. You have to. Yes. Number four, creatively express your grief and regret. When we've made a serious mistake or done something that triggers intense toxic shame in us, it's important that we make a space to process those feelings. Mind you, dredging up old memories repeatedly is not processing your feelings. It's simmering them. It's time to do away with the form of self-punishment. Facing, feeling, and expressing what's going on inside of you will be a vital part of your healing journey. To process your complicated grief and regret, she strongly recommends finding some other kind of creative outlet. Creative self-expression is a form of inner alchemy, basically, that helps to transmute your pain into wisdom. Some examples are painting or drawing, sculpting, collaging, singing. I do that. I sing a lot. Um, Compose music, dancing. I draw up the feelings. Like if I'm feeling mad, I'll put on some corn 
or Pantera. Mainly corn, though. If I want to cry, I'll put on pink or um, Matchbox 20. You know, I do that all the time. Well, not all the time. Not as much as I used to. I haven't had to do it as much as I used to. So you don't have to be an, an artist to self-express, though. This is an inborn need and incapable within all of us. So do some reflecting and see what resonates with you. Once you've chosen a, chosen a form of creative self-expression, expression, use your guilt, shame, regret as inspiration. For example, if you betrayed the trust of someone you loved in the past, create a piece of art based on the feeling of betrayal. What does betrayal look like, sound, smell, taste, and feel like? How did it impact them and you? What can you learn from the situation? How does it, how has it changed you? Infuse your art with these complications. I missed. Some... Today, yeah, usually it's not so deep. <laughs> Today we tie, you, Thursdays though, we think outside of the box. And uh, Today we're thinking within it. Yeah. We're going inside of ourselves. Usually it's not the steep, though. Usually we're talking about paranormal, uh, cryptids, UFOs, all that good stuff. Freaky News Fridays, you know. No, we talk about Freaky News Friday on Freaky News Friday. Well, yes. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> so work your inner archetypes. And if you want... I'll go into these another time deeper to let me know. But awesome, Red. I'm glad you are. Um, so since work your inner archetypes, and like I said, it, we can have this for another topic, another um, time about what archetypes are. I mean, I'll go over a brief little bit of them, but I got some other stuff that's uh, – about archetypes and, and getting really deep inside archetypes and what it's about. So archetypes are type of patterns of energy that can be found within all people, societies, race, and periods of time. Common archetypes include the warrior, the maiden, the hero, the mother, the victim, the wise man or woman. She says, one reason I love and respect the practice of working with your inner archetypes is that it helps you to evolve mature, individually, and, and rediscover your true nature. I like working on it because I like knowing about myself. So, like, I go study everything, why I act the way I do, why I look at things the way I do. I like knowing about myself, and it's helped, actually, a lot. Kind of like with your astrology sign. You learn, you know, I'm a Libra, so... I read everything that has to do with Libra, but then I go into the Austra Austra astrology. You go to Australia, huh? I go to Australia. Okay. I have no clue why, but I go there. No. No, um, no wonder why I'm constantly broke. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I sit there and uh, I go and I look at my moon, my moon rising, my Venus, right? You know what I mean? I go in those backstories and that's, and that's when you can really find yourself. 
like the little points of these people tend to do this and stuff like that. Yes, that's what it is, Andy. Archetype, archetype. Ain't that sports cars with Archangels Drive? Yes. <laughs> so one reason she said I love and respect the practice of working with your inner archetypes is that you it helps you evolve, right? When it comes to learning how to forgive yourself, you will need some inner guidance. Connecting with your inner love archetypes will point the way of setting you free. For example, you might like to explore your own inner Quan, Quan Kin or Jesus is a compassion archetype. Inner Tara or Buddha is a wisdom archetype. Inner Mother Mary or Zeus is a father mother archetype. You can call on these inner parts of your souls for guidance, support, and help. Understand that these archetypes are universal sources of energy available to all of us, which contains self-compassion within. Number six is what needs are unmet at the time. Were you trying to figure the number that come after five or what? Yes. <laughs> no problem with that? Nope. Chakras didn't get cut off last week. I finished chakras. Monday. When, wait, on Friday. That was probably Freaky News Friday, yeah. Yeah, but we were talking about chakras in the end, and we got cut off. Remember, the internet died. And you said we would cover it again, or we'd pick up on Monday, and we never did. Were we, but chakras I had on Thursday. I get that. I don't know. I can't remember. Freaky, I got you back. <laughs> of course. Guys having guys back all the time. Well, if you're right, I got your back. Because you're wrong in this case. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, no, then, Freaky, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, turning our attention, um, a psychological psychologist... Marshall Rosenberg writes, turning our attention to part of a self which chose to act in the way that led to a present situation, we ask ourselves, when I behaved in the way which is now I regret, what need of mine was I trying to meet? I believe that human beings are always acting in a service of needs and values. This is true whether the action does or does not meet the need, or whether it's one we end up celebrating or regretting. Now, it's kind of like how we talked about the mirror image, right? Somebody makes you angry. Why are they making you angry? Not just the top surface. You know what I mean? Not just the surface of it all. But really, what triggered you? Find that out in yourself. Why did their action make you jealous make you angry or anything like that. What did they do that made you feel the way you feel? No, regret is not good. You're right. Um, so when people were watching people online, like we do all the time, right? We're all YouTubers. We all watch people and they say or do something that pisses you off. What triggered that? And he says, what, what triggered him is they were annoying little shit. <laughs> I'm not talking about being annoyed with somebody. 
just something sometimes maybe you felt jealous over a person why did you feel jealous what is it that they were doing or saying that made you feel jealous because what we throw out is what we get back tenfold sometimes what triggers me is dishonesty and abusive behavior makes me right but i'm not talking about that nicole i'm talking about if somebody you're just watching somebody and i mean obviously we're human so anything like that you're the best <laughs> i saw you shaking it a little bit over there <laughs> um it's an earthquake yeah <laughs> but I mean, obviously, like I said, we're human. We're going to, when we see abusive behavior and stuff like that, that definitely is going to trigger us all to have compassion for other human beings, right? <laughs> yes, chat is slower than alive. But if there's a certain, like, perspective that they're looking at that makes you pissed off or jealous or whatnot. <laughs> Last time I throw a perfectly good boomerang away, they hurt when they come back. Said, that sounds so wrong, but interesting. I saw you shake it over there. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. See, Rod, this is why it doesn't get <laughs> too deep very often. <laughs> But no, it's, there is a way, there is a reason you acted the way you did in the past. And it's because you were trying to get a need met in the best way you knew how at the moment. So treat yourself with some compassion and explore what you needed and what you were trying to satisfy back then. Was it the need to be loved? The need to be respected? The need to be seen? The need to be heard? The need to feel safe? By understanding your underlying need, a certain level of guilt and shame is can be lifted just by little bits of pieces. Now, if you're witchy or whatnot, you can do a letting go ritual, you know, well, even if you're not witchy. At some point in your journey, you know that it's time to let go. You'll be tired of constant the constant metal berating and guilt trips. You'll crave for peace, for a new beginning. When this time comes, you'll know you're finally ready to let this thing go. Letting go tends to sound whimsical and vague to most people, but it doesn't have to be. There are certain practices you can do to make this experience solid and memorable. She recommends practicing a simple fire release ritual to help you let go and move on. To practice this fire ritual, you just need a piece of paper, a lighter, or a box of matches, a bowl of some kind to catch the embers. Simple, simply write what you'd like to let go on a piece of paper. Then light the paper on fire. Drop it in the bowl and watch it burn. As it burns, know that you're also burning away old patterns and habits. Really believe that. Really you are simultaneously experience a death and a rebirth. You can find more details. I will put the link down in the bottom, the bottom of the, or in the description about 
if you want to do a fuller ritual or in the group, in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of little neat little spells and tricks you can do that helps you. Practice self-love. Finally, take care of yourself. Be gentle and kind and knowing that it's okay to make mistakes and be human. If you need help practicing self-love, by all means, seek out counseling. Of course. Um, even sometimes it helps to have a friendly face. To, you know, to hold space for you. Talk to. If you notice harsh self-talking popping up, explore practices such as mindfulness or meditation or even affirmations and i'll tell you yes i am red i'm uh moon shadows one just moon shadows one on twitter um affirmations i'll be the first to admit when i first read about affirmations i'm like this is bullshit these don't work how is me telling myself this every day going to, but let me tell you something. They've helped a lot throughout the years. I'm not going to lie. And like I said, the first time I read them, I thought it was complete bullshit. Not anymore though. Even if just, that's why I like posting affirmations a lot because just you reading them, will put that in your mind. Andy, if I listed all the things which have pissed me off over the years and then burned that list, I'd be arrested for starting a forest fire. See, I wouldn't be arrested for that because I'd have to use all them trees for the paper to write all the shit down. <laughs> it could have been cow shit, yeah. So I hope that, that helped a little bit in how to forgive yourself. So we're going to be talking about some toxic core beliefs. I am a big believer in core beliefs, core values. Corvettes. Um, Corvettes, <laughs> yes. I, well, yeah. Vets are all right. <laughs> the older vets. Yes. Um. Like, if something affects my core beliefs, I'll straightly walk away from it. Or not my core beliefs, but my core value. One of my biggest core values is integrity. I just, you know, I, I promote integrity. Oh, thank you, Red. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Um, But, yeah. <laughs> Integrity is a big one for me. I just heard a dog bark. You just heard I didn't hear a dog you, bark. Does anybody got a dog nearby that barked that I would have been able to hear it? Well, how would they, how would you be able to hear any of their dogs barking? Cookie! <laughs> well, you never know. Somebody could have their mic on. Well, now they're going to be up on channel. Yeah. They? But I, I heard you a don't dog bark. Text Tracy back and tell him you don't need anything. No, I tell him to get here fucking now. <laughs> yeah, right. it's really messing with your brain. <laughs> Four goddamn days. I'm 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 going through withdrawals. 
Did Nicole's dog hear Cookie before Shadow's mentioned? <laughs> Maybe. I did. I heard a dog bark. Now one of my dogs is listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Nicole. It's Annie's fault that we have to yell, Cookie! My dog only barks when she sees young, handsome men. But that's not trained well. <laughs> that's not time stamp, though. No, I got it. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, 1045. Or when she hears a Harley. Very cool. But yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big integrity person. I Listen, I don't want to lie about anything. So if somebody asks me a question... And I answer integ with integrity because of the fact that I can hardly remember my name. So how am I going to remember a lie? Plus, and plus, that's why I do these lives with you guys. Or when we, you know, I don't edit anything in my recordings because of the fact that, you know, I'm sure the podcast people are like, man, she needs to get an editor. But I want you to see this, well, how we are raw. You know what I mean? I fuck up. I fuck up all the time. You guys know this. <laughs> but why would I want to edit that out? That's a piece of me. You know? And you guys seem to like it. <laughs> you guys seem to like to call me out on it. Never. <laughs> exactly. The truth comes out in the end as well. So why lie? Exactly, Heather. So, yeah, when integrity, you know... That's a big core value of mine. So cool seeing Andy flap himself. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> so toxic core beliefs, nine ways to transmute them. When you first dig up the festering mess of your only of, of your core beliefs with the depths of you being let's try that again. When you first dig up the festering mess of your core beliefs from the depths of your being, you will likely experience one of three emotions. Excitement, confusion, or grief. Or all three at once. As one of the most fundamental practices in the inner journey of spiritual awakenings, uncovering our toxic beliefs is definitely not a clean or sanitary path. Hey, Chico. What happened? Somebody come in? No, I figured I'd just yell that. <laughs> Hi, Chico. How are you? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's not a clean or sanitary path. Tourette's moment. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But it is vital. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you, much for the Lamon. Thank you for so much for the Lamons. Seems longer today. It could be. It definitely could be. We are, I noticed though, I've been having problems. I don't know about you, honey, about the Wi-Fi here. Since I, have, I, I ain't having problems with the Wi-Fi. I mean, it hasn't shut off like it normally does. <laughs> thank God. 
Thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Frankie. For the ice cream. That's true. I was like, well, you were here in a dog bark, buddy. Well, that's not problems with the uh, internet. Yeah. It's the internet's. God damn it, Andy retracted that too fast. I couldn't read it. <laughs> I think he was supposed to put that in Messenger, though. <laughs> Oops. Um. <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? I don't care. Excuse me, there's a lagging bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, the internet here, at least for the phones, has been, I don't know. I don't know if it's the phone, the Wi-Fi, or the Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. I, I think it has a lot to do with the platforms themselves. I don't think it's really, because I'm not having any problem except for the restreaming in YouTube mm-hmm. lagging between each other. Right. DLive and Restream are right oh, on. What the fart? I know. What the fart? DLive and, and uh, Restream chat are both on the same pace. It's YouTube. So, okay. Back to the situation. We all carry our own devilish assortment of toxic core belief. Mooncakes for everybody. Yeah, all, moon cookies that were just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> we all carry our own devilish assortment of toxic core beliefs that's, that eats away at our sanity on either a conscious or unconscious level. Typically, they influence every, they influence every level of our being. To effectively develop self-love, open our hearts to others and experience the inner peace of soul embodiment, we need to turn inwards. We need to illuminate the darkness. Going in search of your core beliefs is one of the most essential paths for true true and deep healing because it goes to the center of your suffering. Our core beliefs are the are un Our core beliefs are our unconscious stories, our convictions and judgments that we carry about ourselves. And they they define our sense of self. Hi, Mo. Hey, Mo. How you doing, hon? Welcome, welcome. Core beliefs also determine how we feel about others, how happy we are with ourselves, and how we perceive the world at large. Our core beliefs are even responsible for how successful we are in self-actualizing our deepest dreams and uncovering our personal meaning of life. In short, our core beliefs influence every aspect of our life. Typically, our core beliefs first developed in childhood and they solidify in adulthood. So core beliefs and spiritual awakening. This is why I say when you go through a spiritual awakening, it's not fun. Everybody thinks it's all moon cookies and unicorns, <laughs> and it's not. Spiritual awakening is not a freaking joy. The afterwards is a joy of looking at things differently. That's definitely, or getting that excitement of, oh, that makes sense now. 
that type, yeah, that gets exciting. But but going through it, and I'm not even all the way through it, but going through it makes you feel like you're freaking going nuts. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not fun at certain times. So core beliefs and spiritual awakenings. We heal ourselves on a mental level as we become aware of our core beliefs. Release those that limit us and open to more supportive ideas and greater understanding. The whole point of a spiritual awakening journey is to loosen, loosen our attachment to which is false and limiting. And this includes our core beliefs. These core beliefs can become so dense and constricting that they contribute to the dark night of soul or a spiritual crisis. In Indian philosophy, core beliefs are related to the idea of samskaras or patterns of conditioning that we continuously repeat in our lives. To connect with our true nature, we need to become aware of these inner, um, inner contractions that tend to undermine, control, and pollute our way of living and being. Why your core beliefs are surprising. Just when you think you have a pretty good idea of who you are, and just when you seem life is going well, shit hits the van. Yep, everything starts to spiral down. Why is that? Have you ever felt that way before? Because if it's too good to be true, it usually is. And that's a core belief that some have. We've all experienced periods in our life where everything is sunshine and roses. We seem to be on the right track, and then out of nowhere, a mysterious depression descends upon us. Surprise! Or we get a huge anxiety attack that cripples our self-esteem. Surprise! <laughs> or we self-sabotage, attract the wrong person into our lives, and make a fool of ourselves. Surprise! But now you're, you're saying that uh, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. You say it's a core value that we believe. That's a core value that's beat into your head as you're growing up as a kid. Exactly. It's not that you believe in it. It's just... But deep down, you do believe that. Well, yeah, because basically your whole life, you were forced to believe it. Right, right. And that's, yeah, that's why you have to go and sort through those core beliefs. Abraham Abraham Hicks is, is a good, yeah, they're good to listen to. Um There's a couple people, and I'll put it in group uh, of the people that are the things and the people that I have listened to that have helped me. Like Victor Otto, I love listening to him. How, Eddie? How? How? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not Indian. Oh, how are you? you? How are you? I'm doing good, Mo. How are you doing? <laughs> Serves you right, Nicole. It's not a matter of not. Well, I think it's falling into self, all falling into self pity. That's a big part. Yeah. So why does this happen? You can probably guess what I'm going to say. Our core beliefs are what happened. But I focus so much on self-growth and spirituality. What's gone wrong, you might say. 
my answer, her answer to that, most likely you haven't gone deep enough into your psyche to undo the, the old patterns. Probably you've taken the outside in approach where you, you know, change your diet, take care of your body, cut your hair for new beginning, hack or optimize your daily routines, read a lot of self-help books, do sexy yoga, organize your life. But for the most part, those are all very external or superficial practices. No matter how much you work on your external life, you will still find yourself consumed by toxic shame, anger, self-pity, and self-destructive behaviors. Now me, I am definitely a self-sabotager. I do that all the time to myself. But I'm being, a lot of this too, <laughs> a lot of that, has to do with or knowing yourself, knowing what you're going through, like and um, knowing what you're going through and seeing that, where instead of riding through it on a blind eye, now you're picking up. Oh, I know what I'm doing here. I'm self sabotaging. So it's like looking at yourself in a different way, if that makes sense. So, but don't worry, this is not your fault. No one taught you that you need to take the hard path, peek underneath the curtain of your mind and shine the torch into its deepest recesses. What? Deepest what? Recesses. Recess? Not recess. No recess for you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, a core belief is not an everyday garden variety of belief that pops up, pops up spontaneously. It's the mother of all beliefs, the big coon of surfing or the king or queen of your own personal underworld that goes on to become part of your shadow self. This is why shadow work is one of the most recommended methods for exploring our core beliefs. Often we are completely unaware of what our core beliefs are, even if we think we are conscious. And it's Quite common to disbelieve their their existence. As I mentioned in the beginning, discovering your core beliefs will cause you to feel a cocktail of surprising emotions from grief to disbelief. But where, whatever the case, the truth is we all have core beliefs and we all have been manipulated by them. But I'm a spiritual person. I've dedicated so many years to self-improvement. Well, maybe so. But you're still continuing to suffer. Chances are that you haven't done the dirty work of digging through your mind first. In fact, I want to use the same justification to avoid the fact that I struggled with some very real, very problematic core beliefs. Essentially, I learned the hard way. Nubs! Hey, nubs! Um, thanks to the construction constant reemergence of toxic guilt and shame that I developed due to childhood conditioning. I discovered two main core beliefs about myself. One, I am not worthy of happiness. And two, I deserve to be punished. It's kind of like I go back to, um, how you doing, nubs? We didn't call your name this time. Yeah, we didn't wake you up, did we? No, we called Freaky's name. Yeah, and he came in. 
digging into my mind is more dangerous than digging. Digging into your mind is is a powerful thing, and it's it can be very scary. And you know, when you sit there and okay, it kind of let's put it this way. I'll put it straight out there. When I was younger, I was molested, right? And Eddie knows of this. This is why you never really hear him give me compliments. Is because the more compliments a guy gives me. The deeper into a hole she goes. The deeper into the hole I go. And I get, I'll put on more and more weight. You all right? Yeah, but he didn't want to straighten out. Okay. Take care, Skooks. Um, (laughs) Eddie says, bye, Skooks. Um, So, therefore... That core belief, like, I get a compliment. I got to make myself look uglier. That's a core belief that I have, that I have to get rid of. Do you know what I mean? So it's little things like that, that will trigger somebody. (laughs) So... But he knows when, when I'm, it's okay to compliment me. You know what I mean? As long as it's not overbearing on my rights. So, so she goes on to say when she um, discovered that, A, she wasn't worthy of happiness, and number two, she deserved to be punished. She said, I was a little speechless. When I discovered these two core values or core beliefs, they seemed to be so familiar, so big and so scary. And yet there they were condensed into a simple little sentence that I could imagine a sad and scared little child repeating. And indeed they do come from the wounded inner child. (laughs) Yes, it's a learning thing. Yeah. Baby steps, like I said. It doesn't have to be turned around overnight. It's little baby steps that you tell yourself and you start believing them yourself. Here are some other examples of common toxic core beliefs that we carry inside. Pay attention to those that generate feelings or discomfort within you. I'm flawed. I'm unlovable. I'm bad. I am stupid. I am worthless. I am a loser. I don't deserve good things. I'm a failure. I am weak. I'm not going to go through all these. Patrick! Hey, Patrick! I am helpless. I'm a mistake. I am ugly. I'm uninteresting. I will die alone. So which one of the above core values, and I'll put the, the list of it, or core not core values, core beliefs, stood out to you? Just put one button up there and put all the above because you know somebody's going to say it. Right, right. Keep in mind that the above list only displays a sample of many possible core beliefs that could exist within you. Also remember that we usually have more than one core belief operating from behind the scenes. Hey, Patrick. 
So five ways to uncover your core beliefs, the fundamentals. It is vital that you uncover as many core beliefs within you as possible. One, they always start with I am. Go and revisit the little list of toxic core beliefs above. Can you see how nearly all of the toxic core beliefs starts with I am? Others start with I don't or I always, which tend to sound quite judgmental. Remember that your toxic core beliefs will be in black and white language that condemns you in some way. Two, they're often disguised by supporting beliefs. Yes, these little imps don't like to be spotted. So looking out, so, uh, so look out for supporting beliefs that uphold your central core beliefs. Supporting beliefs often sound like the following. She never cared for me. I am unlovable. He is such a show off. I can't stand it. I am unimportant. Or I am unimportant. They're always messing everything up. I am helpless. I'm sorry that I keep making mistakes. I'm a klutz. I am a failure. Paying attention to these things that you often say that make you feel a little insecure, self-conscious, or embarrassed. These uncomfortable emotions will help you to pinpoint a supporting belief statement that contains within a core belief of yours. (laughs) Andy, coffee time. My fingers are numb from clicking them and being ignored. Oh, Nicole. (laughs) Practice number three, practice journaling and try the why technique. Record the thoughts you have about yourself and other people during the day. Next to each thought, ask why and ask the question, why is that so bad? Or why is that so important? Keep answering these questions until you reach the core answer. For example, you might write, write, I hate how my friend keeps interrupting. Why is that so bad? Because I want to be listened to. Why? Because I want to be cared for. Why? Because I feel like no one cares about what I have to say. Why is that important? Because I feel alone and worthless. From this example, we can ascertain that the core beliefs would be, I am worthless or I am alone. So writing that down, finding out what that core belief is, can help you get rid of it. Patrick, I know what you're talking about when you're talking about that, too. And believe it or not, I have it. And Missy will tell you, I had a really, I had a pretty bad when when we first met. But uh, she helped me manage to work through the worst parts of it. Now I can deal with it. I I don't let it beat me anymore. It isn't you. You know? Right. It's not who I am. Right. Number four, painful emotions are your friends. Uncovering your toxic core values can be invigorating and empowering, but also intimidating and a little scary. Remember that painful emotions are your friends. In other words, being brutally honest with yourself is essential. Paying attention to fluxes and surges of unpleasant emotions 
will help you uncover your inner blockages. And please remember, though, if it is too hard for you, don't do it at this time. This is why I always say baby steps. If you feel something is, is like I couldn't do certain things I can do now back in when I was really depressed and had anxiety. I couldn't do the things I, I can look at now in myself. Do you know what I'm saying? So know yourself enough to know, okay, that one's a little bit too painful. We'll put that on the back burner and deal with something that you can deal with at this point in time. Does that make sense? Um, so uncovering your inner blockages, do you feel anxious, gutted, enraged, self-conscious, insecure, nauseous, or otherwise, um, uncomfortable in your own skin? Good. The reason is, you know, that you're coming close to unveiling a core belief of yours. It's like pulling out a splinter. You feel the pinch of a sharp pain first, but that's necessary part. It's a necessary part of healing. Practice self-compassion is number five. Throughout this process, it's crucial that you be gentle and kind towards yourself. Extracting your toxic core beliefs can backfire if you use the information as an opportunity to bully yourself. Please don't do that. You didn't choose to have these toxic beliefs. They developed as part of your childhood wounding and conditioning. So be compassionate and go at your own pace. That will make this journey into something nourishing and empowering, not into a witch hunt meant to eradicate all your demons. As we've seen, core beliefs are the fundamental convictions that we have about ourselves. They are so-called absolute truths we have adopted through the course of our entire lives, usually starting in childhood. For example, if we have an emotional, unstable father as, a ch- as children who constantly punish, up, punish us and call us stupid, it's likely that we would develop the core belief that we are stupid or worthless. Or if we had a neurotic mother who was constantly warning us to be safe, we might have a develop, developed the belief that we are not safe, creating an endless array of psychological problems in our later life. Welcome back, Andy. Welcome back, Andy. Once have you discovered once you've discovered your core beliefs, the next step is to actively replace them. Keep in mind that any form of inner work demands time, energy, and persistence. But remember, everything you put out is returned to you tenfold. So how to get rid of them? Number one, identify the core belief at the time. It's pointless to try to rush process a healing by trying to solve every core belief you've identified all at once. So only do one core belief at a time. Start with the most severe and persistent core belief first. Often you'll discover that there is one main core belief that seems to pervade a lot of what you think, feel, and do. Target this one first. The smaller and less persistent core beliefs, the ones that fluctuate with your mood, can come later. And again, if you're not at a mental level of doing this, don't try it. Just work on 
little things in your life. Number two, understand how core beliefs impact your life. In order to truly motivate yourself to change your core beliefs, you must generally understand the impact it has on your everyday life and your life at large. Meditate or write down the answer to the following question. How does this core value, core value, sorry. How does this core belief impact my life? You might respond, for instance, it stops me from feeling confident. It makes me more anxious in public. It makes me doubt and hate myself. It causes me to lose friendships, etc. Knowing how your core belief harms you will motivate you to some serious change. Number three, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you believe it? Often our core values are, God bless America. Um, <laughs> that, you, that word value. I know. It's like stuck on your tongue. <laughs> it really is. Often our core beliefs sound completely ridiculous. To the conscious mind, it's easy to laugh at them and dismiss them. But on an unconscious level, they still remain within us wreaking havoc. For this reason, it's important for you to sit down and really, really reflect on how much you truly believe your core belief. Don't forget to be genuine and tell the truth. This can be really hard. On a scale of one, don't believe it at all, or ten, strongly believe, rate how much conviction you have in your own core belief. If your score is above five, ask yourself, why do I believe this is true about myself? You might like to note down um, or reflect on a past memory or experience that upholds your belief. If your score is below five, try to identify any emotions such as fear or anything like that hiding in your disbelief. Number four, explore hidden forms of resistance. Sometimes people hold a core belief that is very strong. When they are presented with evidence that works against that belief, the new evidence cannot be accepted. If you, it would create a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive disassociation, not disassociance, dissonance, I don't know. And it's because, and because it's so important to protect your core belief that you will rationalize, ignore, and even deny anything that doesn't fit in that core belief. There are many reasons why we are consciously or unconsciously refuse to change our old core beliefs. Usually the reasons involve fear of failure, fear of change, and fear of uncertainty. If we have been habituated to think and behave in a certain way all of our lives, what will happen if we don't anymore? That's a big scary thing. When you've believed in something all your life and it's not there anymore, how do you, it's kind of like having the empty nest syndrome. When you've taken your taking care of kids all your life and all of a sudden they're gone, you're like, well, how do I live? I don't know what to do now. Afraid of change. Yes, you become afraid of change, definitely. Um And furthermore, what will happen if we fail? Before, if you try to change your core belief, you need to be able to deeply commit to the journey. And by becoming 
conscious of what is holding you back from changing your core beliefs will prevent self-sabotage. I've never said the Easter Bunny is, listen, I'll tell you what I tell my kids. The Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and all that lives in your heart. If you believe that they're real, they're real. If they're not, if you don't believe that they are not real, then they're not real. It's all in your heart and what you believe. There you go. Mommy Missy's advice for the day. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Phil. <laughs> Are you crying over there? Don't cry. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Freaky, <coughs> I became my own Easter Bunny. There you go. Or you can do it that way. <laughs> But they're your mistakes, Andy. He can't. He can't learn. Making mistakes, we we learn from them. That's why we make them. It sucks, but he can't learn from your mistakes. He's got to learn from his own mistakes. That's the way I look at it. He can learn not to do them mistakes. Right. I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, but. Kids are kids. They're going to do what they do. <laughs> you know, obviously, obviously, I don't want my kids to make my mistakes. But if that's, you know, that's what they do, they do. <laughs> I can't stop them in any way. I was thinking of becoming, oh, God. I was thinking of becoming my own elf on the shelf, but then I seen a picture of him making chocolate kisses. No thanks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Freaky. Yeah, I get it, Andy. I know what you mean, hon. I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, see, and you would it's when it's when they have a good head on their shoulders, so we don't have to worry as much, which is great. Um, it's the same way with Ryan and Danielle. I'm very uh, well, actually, all three of my kids. I'm very lucky, really, that they all they have good head on heads on their shoulders. Ryan's the go getter in the family, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that but Ryan is also my personality inside a boy's body my heart Without my world huh nothing would you say I said nothing <laughs> look out world <laughs> hey Brandy well well thank you not well well welcome to Hi, the Brandy. chat <laughs> getting close to the weekend my mind can't think as much um well how fast can you say hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah welcome to the channel brandy it's very nice to meet you and i will uh, thank nubs for that <laughs> nubs is a great guy he really is i hope you enjoy your stay <laughs> so five 
Number five, find ways to disapprove, disprove your core beliefs. Now that you have rated how much you believe your belief, let's try this again. Now that you have rated how much you believe your core belief, try looking at the big picture by finding ways to, you're the best. And Eddie will be right back. Yes. Chocolate? He is pretty cool, Brandy. Yes, he is. Um, so by finding ways to disprove your core belief, you will prove to your unconscious mind that you are no longer being positively served by this deeply held conviction. For example, if your core belief is I am unwanted, you might like to deliberate, deliberately look. Thank you so much. I don't know who that was. Patrick, thank you for the ice cream, hon. For example, if your core belief is I am wanted, you might want to deliberately look for ways you have been wanted before. You might write down when I was 10, my, my teacher. Thank you, Patrick, for the ice cream. When I was 10, my teachers wanted me to be in charge of the class presentation. When I was 16, someone had a crush on me. When I was 19, my friend got upset with me for not wanting to go to her with the for the, go to her with the movie. Go wow. Wanting to go with her to the movies. <laughs> Every year, my relatives want me to come to the Christmas get together. So telling yourself that, you're looking at that going, wait a minute, I am wanted. I am wanted. So why am I believing this core belief that I'm not wanted? Oh, who was that? That was the last one. Thank you, Heather, for the ice cream. Number six, find an alternative core belief. After discounting your core beliefs and proving them to be flawed and unrealistic, it's time to replace them. Find an alternative core belief that contradicts what you currently believe. For example, if you have the core belief of I am ugly, you might like to replace it with I am beautiful. Those affirmations, man. <laughs> you are wanted, Andy. Or if your core belief is I am a loser, you might replace it with I'm quirky. It's important that you choose a core belief that you genuinely believe in. Beware of going over the top with the core beliefs, like I am rich and famous. Instead, try to be realistic and down to earth. Affirmations, like I said, can help here. Number seven, explore how your life will change with your new belief. How will your new core belief transform your life? Will it help you be more joyful? more confident, more creative, or prosperous? Reflect on and write down your thoughts. You're talking about how you're going to feel after you get rid of the negative core? Uh, yes. Value. Yep. Go into much detail as you like and take pleasure in visualizing your the future. Yeah, explore how your life will change with your new belief. I, I think everything would be so much brighter. Definitely. Um, and it's going to sound weird. But I think even at, at, at a point in time, when you can get rid of the negative, 
take everything everybody's ever told you about being a loser, being no good. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants to be your. If you can take all that negativity, turn it 180 degrees, you will see things in a light that you never knew existed. Exactly. Food will taste better. Everything you drink will taste better. Even the air will feel fresher. Yes. Your whole body will feel lighter. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, is there a like button here on D-Light? No, there's not, Freaky Geek. Run! Run! What's up, Ron? Uh-oh. Now he's found a mushroom head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, did I run out like that? Um, it, it's nice that I can have my alcoholic beverages delivered to me. But when he shows up, I have to run. Yeah. He owns a restaurant. And he does this out of the kindness of his heart. So I got to get down there, get it, so he can get back to the restaurant. Yeah. So I apologize when you see me bold out like that. <laughs> How you doing, Ron? <laughs> That's a mushroom hat. I thought Ron was If Ron is flashing us and it has eyeballs, there's doctors for shit like that. <laughs> if that works for you, Patrick, then definitely, yeah. I try to make my negative into jokes so they become positive feelings. It's it's those little baby steps that, you know, little things that, you know, that it's it's funny to think about the, how a little baby step can tremendously make a ripple in your life like that. Do you know what I mean? It's And that's the thing is how... It's like throwing a rock into water. Mm -hmm. The first ripple is small, and as it goes outward, it just gets bigger. Exactly. And bigger. Exactly. And, and, yeah, it can help. Yeah, definitely. That... And that's what I love about being human, I guess. Something because it something that might work for you, somebody would be like, oh yeah, they might not ever thought, like you say, you know, making jokes and brings the positivity. They might not even that's why I love talking to you guys, because somebody might be like, I've never thought of it that way. All right, I can do that. Or if some, hopefully sometimes something I say <laughs> will help somebody say, oh, I never thought of it like that. You guys don't understand the impact you have on us. With some of your comments and, and stories that you guys have, if there were times that you guys could just listen to how me and Missy have conversations at the end of the show, after, after it's closed out and everything, the conversations that we have, You don't think that we, we're both psychologists. <laughs> right? Yes, it does help. I think of Rodney Dangerfield and what he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he turned that negativity into, well, he turned that negativity into all that money. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, yeah. It's, it's really freaking beautiful. Yes, he was an actor. So if you don't change your core beliefs, what will be the consequences? You'll live a miserable life. It helps to keep in mind that naturally consequences of continuing to cling on to toxic core beliefs. Okay. 
Let's try that again. It helps to keep in mind that mind the natural consequences of continuing to cling to a toxic core belief. Not only will this help you help to motivate and keep you on track, it'll also help you reassert the true value of your journey. So number nine, develop a plan of action. After identifying, challenging, and replacing your core belief, you need to have a plan of action in place. Ask yourself what you plan to do in the next month to constantly override your thinking patterns that you are associated with your negative core belief. For example, you might plan to remind yourself of three ways you are lovable every time your core belief of I don't deserve to be loved pops up. Keep them on your fridge so you see them all the time, you know. Um, so some ideas include keep a journal where you record your progress, setting aside, setting aside time every day in solitude to introspect, looking at yourself in the mirror every morning, repeating your new healthy core belief sincerely and visual, visualizing or hypnotizing yourself into a suggestible state that prepares your unconscious mind for change. The possibilities are limitless. And remember, it's normal to slip up or forget. Just be gentle with yourself and keep persisting. And that's a good way to look at it too, Nicole. Nicole says, my core belief, no matter what I do wrong or right, my heart is good. Mm -hmm. As you walk the challenging but deeply filled path of uncovering your core beliefs, remember that some core beliefs are more persistent than others. It's common for some core beliefs to fluctuate with your emotion. And pay attention to these. But also look out for those that emerge even when you aren't feeling emotional. Those are often the deeper, more serious core beliefs. Replacing your core beliefs will take time and effort, but the rewards are endless and priceless. Increase self-esteem, creativity, productivity, prosperity, joy, fulfillment, and love are some of the many gifts you will receive throughout this journey. Nicole, don't say sometimes because you're wise all the time. That's right. Oh, uh, then damn moon cookies are out. There have been, yes, the moon cookies have been handed out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Andy. Andy, Jesus. <laughs> you guys are something else. But yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, hopefully some of that helped some of you. Oh, what the fart? I know. It's that Andy guy. <laughs> oh, what the fart? Your, own your mistakes. Own for being you. It makes a difference. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we all make mistakes. We, we're all human. I was told I was a mistake. <laughs> but you're not. You're not. Because you. how much have you brought in joy into other people's lives? 
Well, I guess it goes all the way back. So, I mean, Missy knows about me growing up and in, in my father. Um, my whole life, he always told me. Patrick, you are smart. You know, he never wanted a kid named after him. He wasn't at the hospital when I was born. So my mom thought she would do the right thing and name me after him. And then as life went on, it was I, I would never amount to anything. I'm just a loser. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. So the day I showed up on his doorstep wearing dress blues, and he had no idea what to say then. I made I did the one thing that he said I'd never be able to do, and I was become a Marine. I feel that sometimes, but when I realize I'm here to make people smile and laugh, it's like what I told you, Nubs. You know, you brought in so many smiles and laughs to people. We love you for it. Everybody loves you for it. There's no way not to love nubs. Exactly. We see the true you. You know what I mean? And that's what I ask, because I just want to see the true everybody. You guys see the true me. You've seen me cry. You've seen me laugh. You've seen me get pissed off. You know, this is me in a nutshell. This is what you get in real life. It is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take her any other way. You know, I, I've been, I well, I can't say I've been this way my whole life because I haven't. I've been, I'm a lot more open with you guys. <laughs> you know, one of the nicest things Nicole ever said to me is, I'm glad your mom didn't swat. Oh, my God. I did not read that. I did not read all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are nuts, I swear. But, I mean, you know, really, I'm telling you, the best thing that I ever did, one of the best things that I ever did was I pay attention to how I feel. When I'm watching somebody and they piss me off, I'm like, why do I feel that way? Why does it bother me so much? Whatever they said, why does that bother me? And he says, I got you, Missy. <laughs> oh, she did read it all. She just kind of whispered out the ending. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Nicole. Nicole's plotting revenge. Aha. But, you know, so if I'm watching somebody on YouTube or something, they piss me off. It's like, I really watch how I react to things. Sometimes it's childish. That child comes out and you're like throwing a tantrum or whatnot. And I do. I post some stuff that. Like, I don't call anybody out. I never will, never have. Um, what, call somebody out? No, like, call somebody out. Oh, I will. Yeah, I know you will. But, I mean, just, you know, it's not worth it. Sometimes <laughs> I mean, it is. Well, I mean, for little things, though. Well, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, if it's minute, it's not a big deal. But I'll go out... I'm passive-aggressive. I admit that. That's who I am. I can't, you know, I'm sure I can change it in some way. Um, but I am passive-aggressive. I'm not going to say that I'm not. It's amazing what your face says, that your words don't agree. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad, Patrick. Patrick says, it may sound funny, but most times coming into your guys' channels brings me up and makes my day. Ah, well, you guys do the same for us. I wish you guys could, you know, really understand that. Sit in our seat 
for a day and, and understand how it feels when we watch you guys pop in the room one after the other. Yeah. You guys really, you, you bring us happiness every single day, whether it be on here with this channel or Eddie's channel, you know, you guys really do. You're right, right, freaky. Don't change it. Get better at it, Shadow. Yeah, it's true. You guys don't understand that it's come to the point where we look forward to starting a show now. Definitely. And, and I'm not going to lie. This past Sunday, I was tired. I, I was debating on what because I hadn't set the show yet. And Shadow's asked me, she says, you're going to go, you're going to go live. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired. And as time got closer, it was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go live. And then when you guys pop in, it's just like it, the more people showing up, the, the more awake I'm becoming. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever feel oh, bad about the show, Patrick. You have a life outside of this. Exactly. Don't ever feel bad for messing a show. Definitely. Hell, if anything, we feel bad when we can't make a show. Yeah. You know, I mean, you guys, you really do. You make our day. And you make it worthwhile, you know. You really do. It's like this coming Sunday, to be honest. Um, they're going to be doing Rolling Brown out here. They say yeah. it's supposed to start around 3 p.m. our time. But you never know around here. But I'm still going to take a shot and run the show and hope that they don't kill the electric before I'm done. <laughs> Andy. That's all right, Andy. Just give the dog some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and we all we all understand typo needs, so it's all good. Thank you for the Thank ice cream. The but Patrick, you're more loved in this room than you know. That's not what it's about, Andy. <laughs> I didn't read that one. I wasn't. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. The moles. Thank you, Patrick. We love the lemons. He just wants to see us like. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? I'm in uh, trouble now. Yeah, I see you in trouble now, boy. Take it out on my co-host, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Nicole nearly knocked her phone over then. <laughs> Go, Eddie. <laughs> Go, Ashley. Go, oh, that's funny shit right there. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. <laughs> But I, I at least hope that that helps some of you guys out. Anybody that needs to hear it or needed to hear it, I should say. Oh, great. Nicole put up the Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh, you're really in trouble now. Dun, dun, dun. Andy, run. You're closer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Nicole said she was going to beat the crap out of me last night. By the time she had finished, I had lost 150 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. Oh, Heather, I'm so glad you enjoy it. Uh, Yes. Oh, should I bring it up? Bring what up? I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It's not we are so glad you enjoyed it. Hey, I'm... You know, you, we you, we, I, I follow my example. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. And besides that, I is the new we, remember? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate you. See, I said we. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky. I know. I saw that. That was funny. Eddie, you got me good with the timeline for the time change. <laughs> that was funny. You guys missed it on Facebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope it was good for you guys as it was for me. Thanks, Eddie. Messy. Uh, you guys always make it a good time. Definitely. I love hanging out with you guys. I'll say it over and over again. Thank you for the ice cream, Nicole. I forgot I'm a few hours ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to, Eddie was trying to explain the, the time change. Well, I forget. Freaky said that he, he was trying to look it up and he put in, when is the, and it's and it, something about, I'll see, I'll see Leo or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly looked it up for Freaky and I said, it, it's on the 14th in Alaska. So it's the 14th for you just a little sooner. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Look, moon cookies have been distributed. Moon cookies! <laughs> yes, time is going through the change again. We're all going... Uh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> About three more weeks. So tomorrow's show, Freaky News Friday, of course. And hopefully I can make it with yeah. the size truck we got coming in. Right. And he might or might not be here. Depending on what time the truck comes in and how big it is. Was that a huge swear word, Nicole? Yes. It's probably <laughs> motherfucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> when does the time go forward in the Tamley Google will auto finish with when does lockdown in or yell and <laughs> <laughs> Because, Freaky, you know, we know you're so worried about them people over there. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know where the hell that's at. I don't know either. Mofo cookies are loved by the doggy. <laughs> cookies! Too bad we didn't have a fucking parrot that could sit back here and just go, Cookies! Cookies! <laughs> Bless you all, though. Forgive yourself for making my dog crazy. No, you need to forgive us. Oh, it's in Ontario. Oh, oh really? I thought that's not like it would be somewhere over in like Europe or something. I know them UK people, Hungarian or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the UK people got crazy names. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to end this a little bit early today. 
That's too far to go. <laughs> <That's> too... <laughs> but again, I thank you everyone for coming in. I appreciate each and every we appreciate every each and every one of you. I may have to buy Nicole a parrot and ship it over to Nicole. Oh my god. One word. <sighs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> Oh, you know, you know what? You, you, you get one of them stuffed animal ones that you can record a message in. Yeah. And just make it say cookie. And then every time it moves or gets bumped or anything, it goes cookie. <laughs> so not go to bite it. Cookie. <laughs> we are all going to hell. <laughs> yeah, you guys do have a weird time zone. You got, yeah, yours is. Because it's a half hour off of everybody else's time zone. Well, we get our time. Like, we get... Yeah, but we're still on the hour. Like, it's 11.47. There, it's like Nicole quarter had after, those. 20 after or something. What? Nicole had one of them kind of stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah, you're in the twilight zone, Patrick. That's so true. <laughs> Not going to lie. What? what are you looking at me for? I got a beer. Oh, he's happy. See, ours is something else too, Patrick. Yes, or, or, but... or Andy. I know he's asking, "What is your time zone? Oh. Atlantic, uh, Central, or See, it? it's twenty after five there now." In ours is uh, AKST. Yeah, Alaska Standard Time. Yeah, but ours at least. Like, ours is the same as Nicole's, only hours apart. Nine. You know, but it's 47, right? Actually, I think it's 10 hours with Nicole. But, yes, I know. I'm, I, I see the time, honey. I, I get it. Oh, okay. It's like 28 minutes difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's 348. To where Patrick is, it's 20 after 5. He's just weird. <laughs> We love him. <laughs> it's what we love about him. He's weird. That's right. <laughs> AKST has to be better than having ANKST or a TSD. <laughs> Nicole, I can count. I know. <laughs> That's basically what Eddie was telling me. I can count. <laughs> I see the time. I know how to tell time. <laughs> you can't tell time anything. Well, that's true. You can read what it, you know what's there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to distribute the the lemons are coming out. I did not fart. <laughs> Weird is the new normal. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> And the credits didn't play. Oh, of course they didn't. Why wouldn't they? Why would they? Or why would they? <laughs> That's what I meant. Hold on. Let me get the credits going. Be updated. Let me know if they start popping up. Nope. Nothing. Oh, Lord. Well, no wonder Tippy's not even coming up. <laughs> And nothing. Thank you, Heather. You guys are the best around. Thank you, Heather. Yes. Oh, I got a 500 error. I don't know what that means, but 
Okay, there we go. Yeah, no, I don't think so, Andy. What? It wouldn't be that good looking. <laughs> Andy says, did you get me to model for that picture? <laughs> <laughs> good try. Good try. Come on. Really? See, this is what I mean. It seems like everything is acting up. 500 error again. It's got to be in the program. Looks like you might have to double them up. There we go. How's it going? Still no credits. Hold on. I've got to get there. I am there. No, I got to get there. Well, hurry up. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying. All right. There we go. Play credits. And nothing. nothing. (laughs) There they go. All right, now on this note, to all the ladies' hugs, to all the guys' fist bumps, stay safe, stay strong. We'll get through this. See you guys tomorrow. All right, guys, I am hitting the button in one second. (laughs) Maybe if it comes, oh, come on. Really? All right, there we go. I hit the button, guys. 30 seconds. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. I really, we really appreciate this. <laughs> Howie. Howie. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys. I don't know why that's coming up now. Ryan and Mr. Minkster are the same person, and I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, Andy. Andy. Holy Christ. I think it reset itself on everything that was happened before. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, there's not much I can say to that. I really don't know. All right. Four lemons. Nicole got 88.5. Heather got 51.2. Patrick got 37.3. And Freaky Geek got 29.8. Way to go, guys. We appreciate you guys so much. We really do. We love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for being here, guys. We appreciate it. Come back tomorrow for Freaky News Friday. I got to go figure out what Freaking News Friday is going to be about. Thank you so much, Heather, for the little mole. I appreciate it. And we hope to see you next time. I love you guys. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Take care. Be safe. And remember, find something today to make you smile with your eyes. Are we going back to... Doing kisses? We did yesterday, didn't we? No, the day before. I hit the wrong button. Let me put you back in the stream. That would be nice. You learn just blowing kisses. All right. All right, guys. (laughs) Take care. Be safe. Have a great day.